0: So stupid. He comes across in front of me every single time he overtakes. Where does he want me to go off the track? No. I'm still talking to me in the braking
1: zone. And now, a moment of silence for the lost groundhog. Thank you. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. <laughs>
0: I you are the world champion.
1: Good evening everybody and welcome to episode 144, 12 squared, may the good lord help us all, of Motorsport 101. I'm your friendly neighbour, Mr Andre Harrison and we are back for a double header this week. First up will be this episode, taking on... Well, the 2018 Canadian Grand Prix in Montreal and the IndyCar DXC Tech 600 at Texas as well. Fun times for all involved. Well, maybe more for Texas, not so much for Canada, which, um, well, it certainly existed. We'll say that much. (laughs) With me to suffer through the next hour or so, well, at least for the Canada bit anyway, is Mr. Ryan King. Hello, sir. Yep.
0: I had the, the glorious, glorious... Enjoyment of not having to watch the race live, so I only saw the highlights. Yeah, was it was it like sixty
1: seconds long? Like, was the sixty
0: second version on Twitter enough for you? I think I, uh, I, no. I so, so Somehow they were able to pad it out to a five minute video. How?
1: <laughs> like with what? Like,
0: that's all I want to know. It's like, oh jeez,
1: I've not seen Sell so highlight video. I want to know like what content they had to pad out. Like, what was the podium celebration included in full? <laughs> like yeah, is them- that? nope (laughs) oh dear the pain the pain indeed um and in the other corner of the room representing Nashville Tennessee as always Mr. R.J. O'Connell hello sir hi
2: I'm back I'm very much
1: back um
2: yes I I, first of all I want to say thank you to everybody who said nice things over the last over the last week or so um of course you know with my grandmother passing away and me having to be away from the last episode due to to funeral services, which, you know, that was, it was a lot. It was a lot of travel. It was a lot of emotion and I'm I'm just glad to be back. And I know, I think a a lot of people had said, you know, my grandmother was always very proud of the work that I did. Um, So that was really, really awesome. Um, You may have noticed I did my hair up again. It's it's instead of blue, it's now purple. That was my grandmother's favorite color. Um, so just something that I want to do from her. It doesn't help that it doesn't hurt either that, you know, everybody seems to like it.
1: Purple is, purple is one of those colors you can never go wrong with, my friend. Uh, take it from me, it's a pleasure to have you back, sir. Um, whew, before we get into episodes 144, 145, places you can find us real quick, we're on youtube.com forward slash motorsport one hundred and one. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. You can follow us on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. If you'd like to follow our personal handles, uh, you can catch us at Harrison101HD, at Ryan Eric King, that's with two Ks. Tweet him your struggles about being a KTM factory rider in motogp 18 He's, he's loving it at the moment. Um, <laughs> oh my god. And at RJ O'Connell. Uh, you can check us out on the website now at Motorsport101.com. Yes, I still haven't gotten bored of calling it.com yet. Yeah, it's great, Um, including a new piece from me up there talking about, well, biking in general, and the silliest of silly seasons, which you'll hear more about, most likely, if you listen to Bike Live this past week, more on that in a second. But if you really, really like us, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash motorsport101. And an epic response to the fact we have safeguarded multiple last questions from him in Mailbag Edition's Shout out to James Kalantis, who's pledged 10 bucks his, his, and uh, is now a Patreon backer of ours. Thank you very much, James. Much appreciated, sir. Um, that's very generous of you. Don't worry, we will tackle your question in a future episode. We haven't forgotten. It's in our likes. We don't put very many in the podcast Twitter because we don't have very big social lives. <laughs> but uh, if you like us on that, you can back us there on that. $10 gets you access to our Discord server. 5 bucks gets you early access to both this show and Bike Live. Now, As it's actually gone live in the last hour or so, Bike Live episode 63 is now up and available. Reclaiming the land. It is a review of all the MotoGP action at Mugello this past weekend. As for the first time in, well, 24 attempts on the Ducati, Jorge Lorenzo wins. It's actually gotten to be kind of a surprise on this occasion. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about how how Jorge Lorenzo shocked the world twice in in basically four days, because not only did he win that Mugello race, He's also now a member of the Repsol Honda team for next season, which, uh. Oh boy! Um, that's a doozy. Uh, a combination of Mark Marquez and Jorge Lorenzo in the
0: same team. Um, kids, that's what we call terrifying. Come on, Come on Mercedes! Come on, Mercedes! Simon Sebastian! Don't be cowards!
1: <laughs> don't be cowards. Or, in other words, just don't be a team boss that likes Danny Pedrosa very much, clearly. Um, either all, either works. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking all about the City season updates regarding Jorge Lorenzo, Danilo Petrucci, um, others in there as well. Obviously, um, Andre only going to a prettier and Joanne Mir being confirmed to go to Suzuki today. So, the average age of the Suzuki factory team as of right now is 22 years old. <laughs> Combined, they're only three years older than Valentino Rossi. It's, uh... It's a terrifying thought, if you ask me. Um, So all of that and much more in episode 63. Don't really check out episode 64 later in this week, where we will be talking about World Superbikes at Bruneau as Alex Lowe's finally broke the duck and got his first World Superbike win. Shout out to Rebecca James on that one. She's been waiting years for this day. Um, (laughs) That and Jonathan Ray taking history as he gets his 60th, yes, 60th World Superbike victory, breaking Carl Fogarty's all time wins record and, and the he's coming back to put it out of reach, baby. <laughs> he is indeed, and yeah, on the, the oh, and the slightly controversial incident of the Kawasaki taking each other out essentially during race two, which led to a very sarcastic Jonathan Ray clapping on the sidelines as Tom Sykes rode past him. Uh, yo, <laughs> jo- Jonathan Ray, new leader in the what I call the Petty Olympics, ladies and gentlemen, all of that. And much more on Bike Live episode 64 Later this week We already named it the Green Mist For obvious reasons No Tajiri, you don't need to be involved in this one Uh, So all of that And without further ado, I can put it off No longer Let's get into the Canadian Grand Prix After this quick musical interlude Well, 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 kids. I can sit here before you, leader of the Sebastian Vettel Internet Fraternity, and say, Ha ha! Win number 50. It is a beautiful thing. King, I I,
0: I propose a toast to to our German brother. Um... And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a just throw that cup right back across the room. <laughs> How dare you? You you secretly want a part of this bandwagon, you just don't know it yet. I,
1: no,
2: it's, the... it's funny that you mentioned cups in Montreal. That's a thing they haven't seen since nineteen
1: ninety three. Oh dear. Congratulations, hey, by the way, to the Yeah. Like, uh, it's... Charles, we love you <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to the Washington Capitals for that Stanley Cup victory by the way Alexander Ovechkin yes. celebrating with the cup has been nothing short of glorious yeah, he's been and living the... his best
0: life and I'm
2: absolutely <laughs>
0: here for it man there's so many side stories to that celebration that are just hilarious <laughs> the the hilarity of Ovechkin's missing teeth the the like the the the, the playoff beard was a beautiful thing the, him like uh, the the rest of his team forgetting that they had won the cup for like 5 seconds <laughs> because cause they cuz they, they saw something pressed up against the glass
1: yes it was a pair of women's tits um <laughs> that's one way to celebrate the Stanley Cup i suppose <laughs> um, or in this case Stanley Cups Hey. Oh my God!
2: But yes. <laughs> also, uh, also Golden State kind of just you know Wild Cleveland.
1: Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. Golden State sweeps the Cleveland Cavaliers. Steph Curry wins his third championship. In my opinion, he was utterly robbed of MVP. That went to Kevin Durant for the second time in a row. Um, but yeah Cleveland gets swept um, it was it was a whew, it was a doozy and it was a beat em down for the ages and they like it's it's never a good sign but when by the end of game 2 LeBron like he, he, he looked like a beaten man by the end of game 2 it really was yeah it, it, it wasn't pretty that's
0: that, that's that's the face of a man who regrets living in Cleveland
2: that's the face of a man who knows that he is going to just Makes so much money with the lakers next year yeah
1: like <laughs> can you say hello to a 50 million dollar supermax anyone anyone yeah <laughs> Tasty. Uh, don't worry, Lebron. It's not all bad. Just, just think of it like the twenty eleven finals, where you can go back and say, you know what, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and I'm still gonna be me. Um, you know, like, like that time when Dallas kicked their asses too. <laughs> uh, I, I have no love. I have no love for LeBron James. Really, not. Nah, he's all right, but nah. Anyway, shall we? Shall we talk about the Canadian Grand Prix? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do the let's do the thing. Let's do the thing. I mean, it's it's it was kind of a weird weekend in, in the sense of, I wasn't optimistic for this one because there was a lot of hype going in that Merckx were gonna run their second power units of the season. They didn't. They, they 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 were gonna plan an engine upgrade. They've put that off to Paul Ricard in a couple of weeks' time. Yes, the French Grand Prix is back. In case you forgot, um, but uh, yeah, like. It was weird, King, because it was like Verstappen was like the man of the practice sessions again, and it was like, oh no, here we go. Like, the exoneration of Max Verstappen has begun.
2: <laughs> right, yes, Max Verstappen, who opened up the weekend by by jokingly saying he wanted to headbutt the next person who called him out on his crashing, which I believe that was... Uh, wasn't that answered by somebody at the Daily Mail?
1: Well, yeah, yes, yeah, that's, that's like That's like the least surprising part of that interview, that somebody gave him a shitty question that came from the Daily Mail, the beacon of British journalism. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I, I said on Twitter at the time, everything about that question was a dumpster fire. Like, everything. The fact that it came from the Daily Mail, Verstappen's immature yet kind of understandable response, and the growing realisation of oh great, now the media is starting to turn on the guy they encouraged about three or four years ago to keep driving like a pillock um, and now it's like, oh great, now he's gone too far reel him in guys, reel him in um, yeah it's, it's, it's been a weird time if you're a Max Verstappen fan, isn't that right R.J. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's been
2: very weird <laughs> I don't know what to make of this I don't know what to make of this Grand Prix. Everything looked good going into qualifying. We had the top six separated by three tenths of a second. Yeah, it was a great qualifying and, and it, session. Yeah. Canada always has some fun races and then this one, uh, well uh King. Um we're we're gonna use a bit of a hockey analogy here since we talked about the Stanley Cup. You remember back in like the early to mid like pre lockout days? Yeah. When games were just very low scoring and every and there were it it was just ugly. Nobody scored, the players were very sluggish and games turned into like devolving like one to nothing, two to nothing fest where everybody just dumps and chases the puck around for fifty five minutes.
0: Yes, I, I remember that not fondly. Yeah,
2: it was basically like that, except there was no clutching or grabbing, because that would involve cars being close to one another, and uh, just judging from the average intervals during the races, uh, yeah, mm, there was not going to be any close quarter contact or anything after the first after the safety garbage group.
1: Yeah, it, it, it quickly it quickly devolved into that quite soon. I mean, Sebastian Vettel took the poll um, by a smidgen over Valtteri Bottas in second. Another nice front row from him. Lewis Hamilton actually kind of mediocre by his standards on the back of the second row. Um, and as, as RJ mentioned, only a third of a second covering the top six. It was like, ooh, hype, it's close at the front. And then it never really turned out that way during the race itself. I mean, the, the start was pretty electric. And Verstappen, like Verstappen tried an audacious outside pass on Valtteri Bottas, who I, I watched that. And I, 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 literally, like, I said, to the start, I was like I said to my brother on the phone, I was like, how much do you want to bet Verstappen tries to go around the outside of turn two? <laughs> and I was like, yep, there it is. <laughs> um, he tried it. Yeah. Didn't quite put it off. Um, Valtteri is such a hard man to pass. It's ridiculous. Um, he knows how to get the elbows out. Let's put it that way. Um, they 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 pile through sector one, and oh no, that's a that's a wreck in the background, and that is Lance Stroll and Brendan Hartley in a in a big one. And uh, luckily, both drivers are okay. Brendan had to go to hospital for a once over. He was okay. He was released the same night. Yeah. But
2: he had a he had a CT scan. Mm. Someone had had posted like a gif of
1: his onboard, like the side of his head. Hit the yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was quite the whack to say the least on that one. Oh, yeah, and this already
2: coming after a, a, a pretty downtrodden week for Brendan Hartley when he found
1: out that um, that Red Bull might have been shopping his seat mm. again because it, <laughs> uh, it turns out the uh, it turns out that uh, Toro Rosso had uh, made an approach to McLaren saying, "Hey, can you do us a solid and you know if you want to get your boy some F1 experience, you can." Uh, you can bring in Lando Norris for the rest of the season, and uh, you know we'll we'll kick Brendan to the curb. Um, McLaren were quickly too quick to reject that approach. If anything, I think they kind of rubbed salt in it when I think they came out and said something along the lines of, "Well, if an F1 team is approaching him, then that must f- that mean that must mean that they we think that they, they're as good as
0: we think he is," which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, because we we should mention the last time that Red Bull tried to loan a driver from a different young driver program. We know how well that turned out for, you know, the other team. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and Sebastian never came back.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he um he, he got comfortable, shall we say. Um, But yes, Brendan Hartley, um, I mean, the, the rumors were already strong regarding, like we talked about it a couple of weeks ago after the Spanish Grand Prix wreck he had. Turns out, yeah, it's true. Torosso are trying to get rid of him, um, which is shitty to say these. Cause, I mean, and I mean, it was nice for Brendan because he outqualified his, you know, more experienced teammate Pierre Gasly by half a second. He did?
2: He almost got in acuity. Yeah,
1: he, like yeah. Brendan Hartley was genuinely very good in qualifying. He was on for his best weekend, I think, in F one to date. Had a good chance at the points, um, and it was yanked out from underneath him after about thirty seconds. Um, Lance Straw, I mean, I, I mean, people have been very quick to point fingers on that one. I, I think it's kind of six or one, a dozen of the other, in my humble opinion, at least. Brendan yeah. Hartley was right. Hartley was audacious to have his car there but he had an entitlement to be there stroll just loses the rear and after that he's, he's he's a passenger at that point and Hartley's just in the wrong place at the wrong time um that's how i look at it anyway I, I wouldn't read too much more into it than that um since they're all okay
2: can we at least agree that brendan hartley deserves at least a combo multiplier <laughs> for
1: that sick wall ride. <laughs> 50-50 grind, my friend, 50-50 grind. Um, yes, um, it's, it's a shame for Brendan. I tweeted as well, like, you know, give them man another three ounces of bourbon um, because he's just <laughs> he's just having a miserable time at Rosso right now knowing that uh, it's just nothing is going his way at the moment. And that was a really strong weekend from Brendan and then bang, just collected straight away. Um it it's it, it wasn't great. Poor fella. Um yeah, Lance as well. I mean that's a gutter as well, and I know Williams are not having the best of times to say the least. Um but you know, home race, you know, special helmet design, Lance had come down for for the weekend and you know, he didn't even
2: Had his own grand he
1: had the Lance Stroll Canadian grandstand and he never got to drive past it. He
2: didn't even make it he didn't even make it to the grandstand <laughs> in his name.
1: Oh, that just things are things are just going bad for Williams like, that, if that isn't a perfect like visual metaphor for Williams season so far, then I don't know what is.
0: Um Well well Williams did get a W this weekend. They they won yeah, the great raft. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 the only win they're getting all year.
1: Yeah, I mean you're right. There's I mean, King, they can still win like the Motorsport 101 Golden Cock later in the year. Do you want to win that, though? I think you do. I think it's very prestigious, and it's rock solid. (laughs) Oh, my God. But uh, after the safety car pulled in, Sebastian got an excellent restart. And I can tell you now the grand total of action we got after that was, oh, look, Charles Leclerc has to defend from Fernando Alonso. He did that. And that was about it. I mean, we had one little minor scuffle as uh, Sergio Perez um, turned in at Turn One a little bit too early for the second time in four years. Um, yeah. almost starting a second <laughs>
2: safety car, but you know Perez avoided to collect everybody else yeah. in front of him. Um, just ultimately would have to resort to um, finishing way down in 14th.
1: Yeah, Ooh, they they, they yeah, tried they tried to put him in early and try to run the. Ultra soft tire to the end of the race. It didn't work. They had they, had the, they forced Perez to take a two stopper, essentially, and he ended up finishing in in 14th place. And uh, yeah, like I love that Sergio Perez after the radio call was like was like he needs to be black flagged for that, you guys. And I'm like, really? <laughs> it's like Checo, we're doing this again, are we? <laughs> No. Um would look at it. No further action. Um I think we it was the right decision on that one. I mean, it, it quickly became a tale of, of two races. Um it was the top six basically in kind of their own mini race and then everybody else um on this one. I mean the top six was actually fairly close in the end. There was a, there was a few tacticals ifs and buts, but it was kind of the same old deal. Sebastian was clearly the fastest man um, in race trim this weekend, comfortably, um, pulled out several seconds, only one stop, so Ferrari couldn't possibly botch the strategy this time. (laughs) Um, Well, you say that, but they would find the way, but luckily this time they didn't. Um, (laughs) King, it's very nervous being a Ferrari fan sometimes, you know, it's like, you're waiting for them to shit the bed, and it's like, this time they didn't, I and mean, I was very happy um, that they, they didn't do such a thing. But uh, yeah, it was a little bit of back and forth between Vettel and Bottas. Bottas tried to reel him in, in the second half. It just didn't really happen. If anything, he when trying to lap Carlos Sainz, he botched turn one and went over the kerb and very nearly lost him. Oh, yeah, yeah, very nearly went off completely oh, into sorry. turn yeah. two. That cost him two seconds, and that effectively ended the race from a competitive standpoint up the front. Um, Lewis Hamilton, like... This is weird. Like, Lewis Hamilton is the king of Montreal. He has had six wins here. He's had six pole positions here. Um, limps to fifth place. And I know he was on, like, basically the last race he was going to ride his power unit on. He complained earlier about random dropouts of power or some sort of engine cooling problem. Uh, no, sorry, Hazel. Power unit cooling problem. Um, got, got to get that right. Uh, it's very important. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah very important important. Um, but yeah he eventually would limp home to fifth and uh, King I can't believe I'm openly admitting this but your mans in that team might be the superior driver the way the season's played out even if the scoreboard doesn't say so oh 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 really a compliment I'm so surprised don't don't worry I'm I'm complimenting you while I'm setting your wagon on fire Um, I I, I think it balances out (laughs) yes it does you're welcome. Now, I hope you like barbecue. Um, <laughs> but um, I have to say, like, like Valtteri just keep Like, I'm tired of the Valtteri disrespect. Like, I said this on Twitter I on Sunday too. morning. I, 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 I'm a bookies guy, so obviously I looked, at the, I looked at the odds this morning, right? From the front row, right, Valtteri was 6-1 to one to win the race. And I was looking at like, what the hell is this? Like, he, like, like, Lewis Hamilton... Had half the price of Valtteri Bottas starting fourth compared to Val starting second, and I'm like, have you guys been watching this season? Yeah,
2: like, all all Valtteri Bottas has to do is get a much better start than Vettel, and he could theoretically have sat on this race for about sixty eight laps. We'll talk about that in shortly.
1: Yeah, that's not the that's not the normal number. Amazingly, um, more on that later. But um, yeah, I I thought Val getting the six to one treatment, I thought was ridiculous, especially starting from second on the grid and especially given how well he's driven this season um, across the board. This was his fourth second place. Of the season. He's not won a Grand Prix this season, but he's finished um, in fourth. I'm sorry, in second, I should say four times now. Got the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's now
2: moved up into third place in the championship with his results.
1: Uh, it, it just makes you think what would have happened if Baku was not a thing because he's 35 points behind Sebastian now in the championship standings and Baku was such a, a body blow to his title hopes that uh, it, it sucks. Instead of being a possible 33-point swing, it ended up being a, a zero for, for Val and basically gift-wrapping Lewis an extra seven points. Um, not fun, but uh, that, that's F1 for you, folks. It's uh, it, it wasn't pretty. But uh, can we talk about Sebastian a little bit? Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about it. Um, there have been 107
2: drivers to win a Formula One Grand Prix ever. Um, less than four percent of those people have ever won 50. Those are Michael Schumacher, Alan Prost, Lewis Hamilton, and now Sebastian Vettel.
1: It's. It's an unbelievable achievement. I mean, even when Martin Brundle is coming out and saying it's an incredible achievement, that that means a lot. Um, 50 wins for Sebastian. It's 50th Grand Prix victory. Just one behind Alan Pross now for third in the all-time wins list. Um... It, it, it is ridiculous to the, that he's got 50 wins. It, it doesn't feel like he's gotten as many as 50, to be honest with you. And this is coming from me, the Vettel fan in the corner. It doesn't feel like he's gotten 50, but then you realize, oh, wait, those Red Bull ones came in bunches. Um, big bunches. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's like that was a practically flawless weekend from when it mattered in pole position to, to leading every single lap. That was... Awesome. Again, just the fourth man in history to to have 50 Grand Prix wins. And now, back in the championship lead as well, which. I can't believe I'm saying this, being Mr. Cynical regarding Ferrari this season. It doesn't feel like a fluke he's on top of the championship. I feel weird and dirty saying this. Like, oh my god. We're a further away in now, and it actually feels like Vettel should be ahead by more than a point. I feel really dirty saying this, King. Like, pu- like, pu- pour some water on me or something. <laughs> like, it I don't feels have like any
2: water, but we do have some Snapple in this mini refrigerator. Drown like... me, like... Daddy.
0: <laughs> 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 it feels like it's been a two-horse race for a long time, a lot longer than people are willing to admit. It has been.
1: It's crazy cuz I looked at the Wikipedia the other day and I was like Lewis Hamilton finishing 5th. That was his worst result of the season so far. 5th. <laughs> and I was like yeah, this is going to be a hard this is going to be a hard season if they like that was the worst Lewis Hamilton has had this season and it was still a 5th place. Sigh. Um <laughs> oh, god damn, you Verstappen in China. Um but um yes. One point between Vettel and Hamilton are further away in, and uh, yeah, that dogfight is gonna is, is only going to get f- funny, because I mean, of all the the Canadian Grand Prix's Lewis Hamilton's had in his career, of all the times he's seen the chequered flag, this was his worst result in Canada, fifth place. Mm. He is a god round here. Um, I have to say as well, a bit alarming, the top six of that Grand Prix finished within 26 seconds of each other, also a bit alarming that Kimi Raikkonen was 26 seconds of his teammate in this race. Everyone else a lap down or more. Yeah, the gap between the top six and everybody else was, uh, oh boy, a, a chasm. Yeah. <sighs> oh well, I,
2: it was nice to have optimism while it lasted.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: that's still, uh, I mean, that's still solid points for Renault, who are now they're now fourth in the constructors' championship. Mm-hmm. Like, they got a solid haul out of this. Um, and what about Charles Leclerc? I said this during the race, if, if there was like a former r- formal Rookie of the Year award, Charles Leclerc would probably get my first place vote. Oh, well,
1: now what, 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 ten what ten a bold points. gambit there, RJ. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, you're quite right. I mean, Charles Leclerc held off Alonso Brittany and then actually just cleared off. He, he pulled away from the McLaren driver before his unfortunate retirement. Yeah. Uh, happy 300, Fernando. Um, <laughs> yeah, an exhaust you know, fader. i
2: choose some more glass now.
1: Yep. Yeah, best chassis on the grid, RJ Best chassis on the grid, my friend
2: Not only that, but just, uh, just the sheer amount of horsepower that McLaren are getting from this far superior Renault power <laughs> unit So superior, <laughs> in fact, that, that, that both McLaren and Hondas almost missed out in Q1 if not for the fact that Romain Grosjean's car literally went curb Blamo seconds into Q1 and Toro Rosso wheeled out an old-spec Honda for Pierre Gasly Thank God, God out qualified by Toro Rosso Honda.
1: In other words, uh, besides that, RJ, everything's going well, isn't it? Everything's everything's fine. It's
2: <laughs> it's good. It's good.
1: I have I have no complaints. S- says the dog whose house is currently on fire. Um, Where's the absinthe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Um, yeah, not the best weekend for Fernando on that one. Another DNF back to back thing. But again, as mentioned, Charles Leclerc. club. Beat him to that. Uh, beat him to turn one on their dog fight, and then just took off into the distance. I mean, the fun fact is I saw this the other day. Charles, on, on this is this is credit to the F1 subreddit for this one. Like Charles Leclerc has only had seven F1 races to date, and he has already nearly matched Marcus Ericsson's entire points haul for Sauber since his debut eighty-three races ago. Oof.
0: Oh
1: my god! Um, it's it's safe to say
2: Charles Leclerc is very good in what. What equipment that he's been given, and in fairness, that that Alfa Romeo Sauber, that's that's not as bad a car as it has been in years past.
1: No, it they, like I have to say, fair play to Sauber. It looks like a better car than we first for you know, than we first imagined. Um, we all have them as the as the bottom feeders on the grid this year. Um strictly speaking that doesn't really hold up so far, I guess whether that or Charles Leclerc is just driving on a godly level of existence. Um not sure which one it is yet. Give me a couple more races to figure that one out. Um but uh, yeah, another, another like Charles Leclerc is gonna be a megastar. That 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 kid can drive. Um Shall we get into some of the other not so fun but also kinda fun stuff? Um first up, Romain Grosjean, murderer. Um it's, it's it's based back to his 2012 raise. <laughs> oh god. Like th- has anybody seen the uncensored video of of, of said transgression? Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Yeah. So
2: so he hits a he hits a he hits a groundhog, he hits a badger on the track. It's it's you only need to see it once. <laughs>
1: Wait, yeah,
0: like once is enough. Like uh I pretty much told a friend of the show Patrick Hofster I'm like Pat why is there so much liquid? Why is oh. there so much liquid? <laughs> oh. Oh. There's
1: there's 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 literally hog guts all over the hard camera. It's it's oh. not pretty. I'm calling peanut.
0: But, but uh, in also in the grand scheme of things, caused a bit of issues at Haas because uh, they're running a parts shortage right now. Oh god, where they. They only had two front wings for the entire weekend?
2: Yeah, they basically had to tell their drivers, Hey, don't crash. I don't think they factored groundhogs into the equation.
0: Or the exploding
1: engine in Q1 that... Oh,
0: boy.
2: That forced Grosel to stop from the back. That was a proper smoke screen. Everybody told us that they took smoking out of Formula 1. Oh my goodness! They were wrong. They were very, very wrong.
1: Wrong, uh, big, big blow up in uh in a uh, in in Q one for Grosjean to send him to the back. To be fair, a, a solid recovery from Grosjean to get it back into twelfth in the end. Still, sadly, no points for the season for the poor Frenchman. He's doing his best, bless him. Um, also, a, a couple of things I've got to mention as well. Winnie Harlow was one of the guests of honour for Montreal this weekend and she had the quote-unquote honour of waving the checkered flag um, to to mark the end of the race, and oh no. Um, um, Guys, she's done a Pele. This is not good. Um, She kind of waved the flag two laps early. This is kind of a problem. Yeah. Um, Yeah, um, So... I think we all
2: have... A lot of us have strong feelings. Some people have very irrationally strong feelings about
1: this. Yes. Um, let's just say people got very mad at Winnie Harlow for this. Which, one, I find it amazing given that the race was already pretty much set in stone anyway. Like, like what are we really missing by ending this two laps early? I mean, um, yeah, that, that, that wasn't pretty, uh, to say the least. And, uh, yeah...
2: In fact, if anything, Winnie was doing us a bit of a service because, like, this race was done about 20 laps ago. 20? This race, (laughs) yeah, it it just basically turned into a one-stopper when everybody was just like, oh, buddy, maybe Red Bull can do something with starting on Hypersoft tires. Nope, they're just switching over to Supersofts just like everybody else. And this is becoming a one-stop race. And yep, we're uh, we're, we're kind of done here.
1: Yeah, it turns out that uh, I think she was told by one of the FIA uh, employees that uh, wave the flag the next time the red car comes back round. Unfortunately, she confused Sebastian Vettel for Kimi Raikkonen. Um, whoops! And because of the rule book, if the checkered flag is thrown, that's the end of the race. Um, so yep. technically that race was over at lap 68 rather than lap 70 whoops um, all, all I'm saying is is that if you're that employee, run um, d- do not pass Montreal, do not pass Quebec do not collect go do not, pass, do not, do not collect 200 bucks um, run um, do do not
2: try and purchase tickets to an Expo's game because well no
1: <laughs> so yeah all i say to anyone that uh, was giving winnie harlow shit like that was her fault fuck you um seriously like what are you guys getting so mad about really like like this is twitter where we get mad over everything like seriously what is wrong with you people um people got riled
2: up when winnie harlow pretty much just admitted, i'm just here to hang out with lewis hamilton like yeah that's cool you you will live your best life, Winnie. Be friends with Lewis. Have fun in the paddock and enjoy yourself. It's a fun time. Yeah,
1: You know what was weird about that? You know who I saw who was one of the people who was criticizing that interview with, with Winnie Harlow and talking about how, you know, she was there to hang out with Lewis? TNA Wrestling so calval, and I'm like, whoa. It... <laughs> <laughs> it's a small world out there, people. It's a small world. Uh, basically, she, like, she, she accused Winnie of basically... Um, like being rude to the interviewer and whatnot, even though the interviewer—I'm not sure if it was Brundle, if it was somebody else—I can't, I
2: can't. I, oh yeah, it was—it was, it was uh, Brundle who once uh, referred to, uh, who referred to the uh, the Toronto Raptors center as Serge Ibaku.
1: <laughs> anyway, you know I was saying I think the awkward question was regarding whether Harlow had a port, had had a, had a partner or not, or was there to to eye up the drivers, and I'm just like <sighs> deep sighs. Yeah deep,
0: Size. All I can
2: all I can say is that well I certainly can't imagine why people would have so much vitriol towards a woman of color celebrity Mm-mm. in a Formula One. Pack. Never would never would never 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 heard of such a thing. Yeah, and and
1: it's it's been pointed out by many people on the internet that says, as well that why wasn't this why wasn't there any shit for Chris Hemsworth who got the who got the green flag wrong at the Indy 500 or Pele who accidentally waved the checkered flag for the person that finished in third. Um, it's. It's. It, there's been a long line of this, people, but yet we throw shade at Winnie Harlow. I can't possibly imagine the difference as to why that is. Um, way to go, Internet. Way to go. That's all I'm saying. Like, you guys are as predictable as ever. Um, you pretentious pricks. Right. As predictable as this race? Yeah, sadly. Which has caused yet another predictable reaction from many fans, it's like, oh no, this race was terrible, it's, it's absolutely trash yada 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 they're like, they're like, I have to talk about this, because I, I mentioned this, I think it was three years ago, during the 2015 Canadian Grand Prix, and I remember it well because I remember doing a podcast, I think it was me, King, and now Bike Live chum Lewis Sotheby, this was ages ago it Was Louis a yeah. had a very rare Monday off um, he never gets them off at work, poor guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... That was a thing. And I remember distinctly. Like I think it was Jake Humphrey who was leading the charge, talking about... Well, besides him just being a bit of a tit, as usual, um, just talking about, you know, ah. Oh, this this nature about pushing the cars and driver limits, and this time it was G leading that charge, and I'm just like, oh, here we go. The WTF1 guys kicked off again. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it, like, I looked at that and I just went, so basically you guys don't want Team Radio anymore, because this whole idea about car management is not a new thing. It, it really isn't. This whole idea about tyre management is not a new thing. You guys asked for this last year after the tyres were too durable, and everybody complained about there was too many one-stoppers. Now, I would argue there is probably still too many (laughs) one-stoppers, but Pirelli have tried to respond by having tyres have more of a cliff and having more compounds to try and mix up the racing. Now, don't get me wrong, it hasn't really worked, if I'm being honest, but it's not through lack of trying. We know the regulations are garbage, but I honestly sit here as an F1 fan and I say, have you ever watched a Grand Prix probably with a hand down your pants, saying, you know what this race needs? It needs Lewis Hamilton to push to the absolute limit. (laughs) You know, I want him to be barely able to stand when he's done because he's that physically exhausted, and I'm just like, for fuck's sake, people, are we still doing this? It is 2018. How is this still a thing? Like, like, King, are we so balls deep in aesthetics now that it's like... Anything other than a hundred percent pushing, which
0: has always been a myth in modern day F one, people just lose their minds. No, it's like well, if the racing's not good, gonna be good, I might as well have it be like as like visually appealing as possible.
1: <laughs> yeah. Though
0: people think that having it be visually appealing means the race is gonna get better and it There's no guarantee. Won't. Yeah, there's 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 no guarantee on that either. Because remember we, we tried this when we went to the wider tires and more aggressive aero to be more flat out and all out racing. Faster
1: lap times lap t- lap records were tumbling left right and center and then we realized, oh wait this adds a shit ton of downforce they can't follow each other whoops. And, and not
2: just it's the best kind of downforce, the one that creates turbulent air behind the car so you can't really follow
1: but RJ the cars look nice hey. I, I
2: <laughs> They do. The cars the, look very nice. They just race like crap.
1: Yeah, I, I have come to the far conclusion, and look, this is my this is my message to all F one fans that are watching. Your perfect formula doesn't exist. Um,
0: though, though some of the drivers did have keen words to say, including yeah. like Lewis Hamilton pretty much said how terrible the cars were. He said the cars much, were crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would he be saying
2: that if he had won though?
1: Of course
0: he wouldn't. He'd be be talking about the best fans in the world, you know, the usual. (sighs) No, he'd he'd be talking about, oh, this is not a big deal, you know, just go watch the World Cup, they're going to have some boring matches too. Is it, 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 was was that, was that a shot, King? Was was
1: was, was that a shot? In the... Oh, it
0: was it was a shot. It was a shot. <laughs> Sit down.
1: Frigging captain second place over there. Like, keep, keep, get back over there and polish your silver medals. Just because you're mad the Americans in the, aren't in the World many, Cup.
2: <laughs> there are many shots in the FIFA World Cup, which starts this weekend. And it will have already started by the time you listen to this. And Saudi Arabia is already eliminated from, from round scene contention.
1: Yes, yes, please, get excited about the highly non-political matchup of Russia versus Saudi Arabia. Come on, King, whip out your popcorn, sit down and enjoy that footballing extravaganza. Uh, please.
0: That's fine. Hey.
2: you don't have to, because at least during, like, the group stage of the World Cup, you can flip on some other game. There's probably one playing at the same time as that. You don't have to watch the boring one.
1: Um, for the record they only do two matches at the same time in the last round of group games Um, it's one at a time for the first basically two weeks but hey you know don't let me stop you from enjoying Panama Um, like if you want to enjoy Panama play football then God power yeah yeah, more power to you that's what I say
2: that's a very good Van Halen song I think I will very much enjoy it
1: yes yes (laughs) but yeah Lewis Hamilton called the cast crap which is completely not surprising because he didn't win Um, (laughs) sorry that's just how it is like, like 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 it's, it's one of these things like oh well now you want to criticize the cars I, I i see i see um like listen no one is saying these cars are great i'm like they look nice they are very fast in relatively speaking for f1 cars and it's very cool they've got a thousand horsepower and whatnot i'm not denying that i'm a petrol head and i'm a car nut and i think they are awesome marvels of technology They don't produce good racing. These cars have not produced good racing for a good two or three years now, at least. Though though your boy Sebastian Vettel says it's short-sighted to be complaining about the cars. And I think I think my boy is wrong, badly wrong on this occasion. <laughs> yes, like, like, I'm not. I'm not like. Listen, just because I support Smash doesn't mean he exonerates him from from like bullshit. I'm not denying that. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. that, that was not just, be,
2: just because I am the uh, resident Alonso Stan does not think that I believe that everybody should be entitled to a Monaco Grand Prix from, refund. Because one, I mean, hell, that's a twenty dollar ticket, and you make more money than you know what to do with.
1: He, 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 <laughs> he's probably spent it five times over. He's too busy trying to remove Graham Rahal's lips from his arse after trying to get him back into IndyCar on Twitter. <laughs> oh Would that be God. a
2: good segue into our next part of this episode?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll run down the results real quick Sebastian Vettel wins his 50th career Grand Prix 7.3 seconds ahead of Valtteri Bottas In second, as mentioned, his fourth second place of the year That's the only step of the podium uh, he's actually been on so far this season No thirds, no wins, just seconds it's a good way to go. I call it the Valentino Rossi strategy. Um, also worth mentioning, that was Ferrari's first winning candidate Canada since 2004. <sighs> Back yeah. when
2: the Expo still technically existed. Mm-hmm. And were just about to be shipped out to Washington, D.C.
1: Yep. Congratulations to Max Verstappen, who finished in third. Quote, unquote, he silenced those critics by basically finishing exactly where he started. Good for him. Um, Daniel Ricciardo in fourth, a long way back of his teammate. Surprisingly, 12 seconds behind Verstappen in the end. Ricciardo just didn't have it today. Um, He narrowly beat Lewis Hamilton over the line for fifth. Kimi Räikkönen, a strange 27 seconds behind his teammate in sixth. Then it's a totally sec- second race, like winner of the B race, Nico Hülkenberg in 7th place, another solid result for him and the Renault boys in 7th and 8th, Esteban Ocon limped to ninth. Uh, Charles Leclerc rounds off the points in 10th ahead of Pierre Gasly, a solid job from Romain Grosjean to get back to 12th after starting from the back of the field. Uh, Kevin Magnussen in 13th place, Ed of Checo, Marcus Ericsson, Stoffel Van Dorn, Sergei Sorokin, and three DNFs. Fernando Alonso having an exhaust failure, as mentioned, and of course, the other Hartley Stroll contact on the opening lap. Uh, Quick look at the championship standings, and yep, as mentioned, um, Sebastian Vettel back on top of the championship with 120 One points. He's a point ahead of Lewis Hamilton as we are further away into the season. On 120, Um, Valtteri Bottas are now 35 off the top. Um, He's but he's overtaken Daniel Ricciardo into third place now on 86. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo himself is on 84 and Kimi Räikkönen on 68 and the Constructors' mercs only minimal damage apparently the whole factory back in Brackley has is, is been on the grass again because uh, they're, they're panicking saying a massive shock to the system that they finished only 2nd oh and 5th Toto we don't believe you you need more people um, which I mean they lost a <laughs> whopping 5 points in the Constructors' battle to Ferrari, which they still lead by 17 points on 206 to Ferraris, 189. Red Bull kind of in no man's land now on 134. Renault still in fourth on 56. And McLaren hanging on in there with 40 points in fifth place. Next up, Paul Ricard in a fortnight's time. The return of the French Grand Prix. And uh, King will be opening next week's show with, with the French national anthem. Good luck with that one, King. The granddaddy of them all is back. Hashtag granddaddy of them all. Grand prix racing is back yeah, but home. We should
2: spell it like it's 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 like a granddaddy of a mall, like it's a shopping mall <laughs> <laughs> with, with like fifty percent fifty percent occupancy. Um, and what's it? The Sears is shut down. I mean, granted, that's that's kind of par for the course
1: these days.
0: But but there's a cinnabon, and the cinnabon never dies.
1: But the cinnabon is delicious. Um... right Uh, after this quick musical break we'll be back to talk about indycar and the dxc tech 600 at texas Everything is bigger here, folks. And yeah, welcome back to Texas Motor Speedway. Welcome back to IndyCar After Dark, especially
2: for our UK viewers. Because Ugh. you had to stay up all <laughs> some, some people just decided, right, I, I don't even want to go this. No,
1: nope. and I was one of those people. I was like, you know what? I'm not staying up till 5 in the morning to watch an IndyCar race i i i can't do this i like I, I just don't have it in me okay i just don't it's it's i can't do this people it's just not fun oh oh, oh thanks henry for telling me in the discord it was only four in the morning thanks a bunch mate that that, that really makes you feel better about my decision Wait way way to go man way to go well class sir well class um right so talking about texas for a minute and uh whoo this was a fun one if your name is Scott Dixon because Scott Dixon, who is always there, uh, just dominated this one. Really, um, led almost half the laps in play, led 119 in total. Like I, I love that uh, John Beecham came out and said Dixon to this point in the season before Texas had only lost 30, only led 39 laps this season. In total, going into this round, we um, can add another 119 to that, as well as his second win of the season and his third win overall in Texas. And, uh, King, it, it was like after Dixon got to the front, no one could stop him.
0: Yep, yeah, because everything in Texas is bigger except the groove. <laughs> right, yeah, he took the lead for the first
2: time, a lap 130 and then just kind of parked it there for the rest of the race. Indeed. We should also mention that this was a milestone win for Scott Ditson, who is still just 37 years old. This is now win number 43 through 18 seasons. He's just passed Michael Andretti for third on the all-time list. Indeed. Which means he's now only behind A.J. Foyt and Mario Andretti. That's
1: Honestly, incredible. Right. <laughs> That's, yeah, in, and in we knowing Indy...
2: Yeah, and consider the fact that, uh, you know, especially in the days of A.J. Foyt, they, they ran more races, and Foyt raced a long-ass time. A.J. Foyt didn't retire until he was in his mid-50s. Same with Mario Andretti. Scott Dixon is 37. You know, if he even realistically, like, goes to his 40s, he could be at least second all-time in career wins. I think he'll pass Mario. I don't know if he'll get to Foyt, but he'll come alarmingly close.
1: I, th- I think there's definitely a chance. Because if, if, if you're Dixon, why would you retire? Like, the IndyCar schedule is still pretty light. He's still in excellent shape. He's still one of, if not the best pound-for-pound driver in the series. Like, why would you... Sp- he, he pretty much has a
0: lifetime contract at Ganassi if he wants it. Yep, and the pancakes are delicious. Um, um... <laughs> but, you know, get him at IHOP. What
1: they're still named IHOP. Um... <laughs> But uh, yeah, like Dixon, pretty much led the second half of the race from start to finish, with very little interruptions in between. Um, just another magnificent overperformance from him there. Um, th- 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 there was a few stories up and up and down the field during during this race, and uh, I have to say, because I know he's one of another one of King's boys, but uh, I am very glad that Simon Pagenaud finally caught a break. A positive one. My
0: God.
1: And finished in second. Because he's been strong at every oval. I think he's qualified on the front row of every single oval race so far this season. Um, so, Pagano finally catches a break.
0: And, uh, King, I'm guessing you were delighted. Yep. Man, I, I thought. I-, I was hoping that Indianapolis would be, you know, Pagano's time. But it it wasn't. It clearly wasn't. Nope, uh, not this time. And I And I thought this year this entire year was gonna be a write off, but it really looks like things are improving.
2: Yeah, this was his first podium of the season after all, and Wow. it's frightening to think about considering in some of these races he probably should have won them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not been entirely his fault. I know, like, Graham Rahal and the incident at Long Beach certainly didn't help. He's just had some wretched luck across the board. Um, Shout-out to him, he had probably had the best overall fight of the race. Him and Alex Rossi going toe-to-toe on several occasions during the race, and Pagano narrowly coming out on top in that battle, uh, beating Alex Rossi. And Alex Rossi, once again, in the top three. He, he, he's not going away, King. He's, he's doing an incredible job this season, leading that Andretti team. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what when he, Oh, I, I fear when Rossi really gets in the gets like in the like in that mode where he becomes a dominant driver because he's gonna be unstoppable. Yeah.
2: Yeah, everybody was ha- was having their eyeballs locked into that twenty seven car for like some of these yes. final restarts because they knew after Indianapolis they were gonna be looking to do one thing, one thing only, and that's try and pass on the high side.
1: Yep. Yeah. And what was that Rossi doing? Trying to pass on the high side. With varying degrees of success, um, t- but uh, yeah, Alex Rossi is is terrifyingly good. Don't tell corners, um, but yeah, he's he, <laughs> he is terrifyingly good. He like is scary how he is this good. He's still only twenty six, um, with plenty of years in front of him, and he is becoming as good an all rounder in the series as you get. I think he is. God damn it, Zoe! Who um, this <laughs> got to say like God? is <laughs> praising him. This I'm not even that big a fan of Alex Rossi, and I'm out here praising the shit out of him. That's how you know how crazy it's gotten. But um, like, if he's still a little bit loose when it comes to the road and track stuff, but it's, it's it's minor nitpicks here. He is an elite driver in this series, and he is quickly becoming an absolutely terrifying all rounder. Um, and like I said.
2: There's no Eli Manning or Joe Flacco debates out. Rossi is hashtag yes. He's, he's
1: he's gone the full <laughs> Matt Ryan. Um, I'm very proud of him um, for that one. Uh, so that was one of the like like we mentioned Pagano a minute ago. It was uh, he was the lucky one of the three Penskeys on, on 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 this occasion during this race. The other two <laughs> not so fun. Um, Joseph, I hate to say it, Joseph, but defending the one, the one is starting to slip, um, and. This this was not a good weekend for Jones. I mean, Joseph, you the pole position. It was a brilliant run to, to put him on pole um, in Texas, and it just didn't happen for him. A lot of tire yeah, issues. Um,
0: yeah,
2: a lot of tire issues. Um, I, I'm not going to say that right front tire was looking bad. I was just saying that a slick tire like that should not have had grooves cut in like it's a late 90s Formula One tire.
1: Yeah, that was... That was not pretty. That was like watching like a two thousands F one car of the grooves that were being cut in the in the banking. Um, as, as Henry points out in the Discord, they always seem to have tire issues on high banked ovals, and this was no exception. Pagino had his struggles in the early going as well, but he was a, it was much faster on on the uh, s- um, on the stickier tires. Um, because that was the story of the race going into the weekend there was concerns about tyre issues going in and IndyCar told the teams you, you're going to have to scuff four sets of tyres and run those four sets of tyres during the race itself before you can put any any new sticker tyres on um, basically so yeah, it was a slippy one, and then to, just to top it off for Newgarden to make a bad day even worse, he jumps the final restart and is given a two-lap penalty, <laughs> um, dropping him all the way to 13th in the end. Um, it's, RJ, it, it's 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 looking precarious for Newgarden in this championship by now. <laughs>
2: There's, we're still halfway through it. He's coming to some good tracks. I was good for him. Toronto's usually pretty good for him. Uh, Gateway was especially oh, good. Yeah. Um, it's not over yet, but he's gotta stop this skid, because ever since winning at Barber, 11th, 8th, 9th, 15th, 13th, I mean... It's not good enough. It's not
1: terrible, but that's not good enough. It's not good enough for the championship to retain, and uh, yeah, that's... Uh, it, like I know Newgarden complained about it after the race, saying, well, if they're going to be more aggressive on this, and when it comes to jumping restarts, then I hope they're more consistent about it going forward, so I, I hope he's right, but uh, dare I say it, RJ? A little bit of salt from your mans there? <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Um, I, it was just tough. I mean, I, I my attention was divided a little bit during that race, Um because it it kind of felt like it it certainly wasn't the anxiety um, bound like pack racing that we'd saw. People had very divided opinions on this. People said, "Oh, this is this is great. This is what racing. This is what oval racing should be like." Because pack racing in these kinds of cars is stupid. And the other people and the other camp is just like, "No, I miss my pla- pack racing. It's so great to have these mm. fun finishes." See, I am, I am. A, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, but. I've seen a lot of bad wrecks from the IndyCar series of past at tracks like this, uh, in that kind of pack racing. Where I'm just like, uh, I think this is, I think this is a worthy sacrifice. If you spread out the cars more, and hey, there were still opportunities to race mm, mm. and pass and get momentum coming out. of Yes, corners. definitely. Um, yeah. So, it wasn't like you just couldn't pass, it just wasn't like you were trying to stage a Daytona plate race on open wheel cars that really aren't suited or meant to do that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think they got the balance right with the aero kits for this particular race. I mean scorching hot take i didn't enjoy 75 percent of the indy 500 this year for that very reason the cars were just a little bit too spread out and it was hard to gain ground on other cars and hard to probably a little bit too hard to overtake outside of restarts here they got it right i mean and and if you really think they didn't get it right think back to last year's essential pack race finale where it was just cars running side by side Everywhere, And it was terrifying to watch. And, of course, we had that massive wreck with uh, maybe later Sato um, from last year, which, you know, caused Emma, Emma Davis Dixon to flip a shit. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, compared that to last year, I would much rather have this than, than last year's shit show. Um, pack racing is... Is not fun. It's not pretty. It's 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 excessively dangerous, in my opinion. And I think we got a pretty good Texas race overall as a result. So I am not complaining about
0: about this yeah. one. But I thought it was a good race. It was, mm, I, not I was
1: unless you're AJ
2: Foyt.
0: Mm. Right. <laughs> well, w- well, I was a fan of the style of racing, but I oh, it's going to be forever hard for me to be a fan of the style of driving. We're on any of the onboards, pretty much. Uh, an ideal lap around Texas was you lift going into turn one and then you're flat out around the rest of the track. Yeah. Why aren't you a big fan of that, King? Because there's literally, like, there's no braking. It's pretty much, you, theoretically, if you're low on fuel, you can go flat out the entire lap. You don't have to touch the brake pedal at all.
1: True, true, I can, I, can, I can see where that might be a problem um, It was certainly problems for other guys in the field um, Sadly, um, I have to denounce a nickname on this show um, A lot of people are a fan of a certain oval driver, an oval master shall we say, in, in Ed Carpenter he, For some reason people insist on calling him Dad He is no longer Dad, he is now Deadbeat Dad Because, uh Ed Carp- Dad's been dipping into the fuzzies again uh, <laughs> they beat Dad as Mr. Child support payment. He 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 did not give space to Robert Wickens on the low side, and Ed Carpenter collect Robert Wickens' his lunch money. And uh, it wasn't fun. Uh, Ed Carpenter. That was
2: a race Robert Wickens could have won.
1: Wickens was on fire again. Like Wickens was on, like Wickens led a good 30 plus laps this is this race. I'm just getting the exam. It was 31. He led 31 laps of the race. He was on track for at least a podium. Um and just collected over the top by Carpenter who just seemed to lose shape and then just collect Wickens from underneath him. Um, a real and shame. And fair
2: play to Carpenter that he, like, admitted that he messed that one up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, sad times for A.J. Foyt Racing. Remember we alluded to this earlier? Um, just a handful of laps in, Matthias Laced uh, decided that, um, well, he wanted things to get lit. And uh, boy howdy, uh, his car
1: just caught fire. In, as one does, like he like he thought, let me bring the barbecue to Texas Motor Speedway and uh, basically bail out. After a whole two minutes of running, his car catches fire, and uh, sadly, Tony Kanon joined him about twenty minutes later when he made contact with the wall, and that was the end of his day. Um,
2: yeah, it didn't seem like it was a it was a substantial hit, but it did enough to just throw the suspension all out of line. So yeah, in a race where Tony Kanon could have won it. Uh, AJ Foynt finishes last and second to last.
1: Yeah, I, somewhere
2: out there, somewhere out there, Elizabeth Worth is just casually tossing away a banana peel, rubbing her hands together, and just thinking, "Yes, this is great.
1: <laughs> this is yeah, a, a delicious banana indeed for 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 our friend Lizzie." Um, yeah, and there was one other big incident as well, and uh, it, this was this one had big championship permutations as Will Power, who was running up the front of the field. Did not see one Zachary Clackery DeMackery coming around the outside, and next thing you know, there's no more space, and next thing you know, both of them are out. Um, both of them are out. DeMello was having a good race, too. He was? Yeah.
2: He, he was solidly up in the top sits Again, this is only his second oval start yeah. in an Indy car
1: we we've taken the piss out of this man and his audacious shoes on several occasions but the man can drive i'll give him that i mean jesus another solid performance there i mean this really was the race of the of the rookie i mean wickens was very impressive zachary clackery the Macri, was impressive um uh, zach veach poor went out poor went out for zach veach as well hmm. because he was
2: charging through the field and then um Goodness, I can't even remember what happened to his car, but he just fell away really, really fast. Indeed, yeah, he, though, he,
0: he hit the wall. Though oh, my yes, favorite my favorite commentary call of the race is when Veach throws it around the outside in turn one, and the entire commentary booth is, oh my god, it's Ryan Hunter Ray! <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they realize, oh, it's the rookie Zach Veach. Like, yeah. when you're indistinguishable from an oval veteran... Man, you're going to have a good future in the series. <laughs> Zach, you've made it. You've
1: made it. Our, our, our smallest indie car racer, small spell S-M-O-L, um, yeah, I, I, he was having a great drive until he made contact with the wall and he lost ground, he lost a handful of laps, he ended up finishing... Uh, for just over, I think it was 10 laps down there. 16th. In 16th place. Uh, unfortunate for that one. But, uh, yep, here is the results of, of the DXC Technology 600. Um, thankfully, an IndyCar race that measures in actual units rather than American. Uh, oh my god. Uh... Stick to a proper measuring system, King. Um, (laughs) Scott Dixon winning by just over four and a half seconds in the end from Simon Pagino in second. Alex Rossi on the podium in third. My boy, James Hinchcliffe in fourth. Plus 11 places from where he started. Atta boy, James. That's better. Um, <laughs> much better from James Inchcliffe there. Um, insert engineering joke here. Um, <laughs> I will happily take that. Um, <laughs> Ryan hunter Ray in fifth. Another strong result for me. Nice to see hunter Ray back on form, if you ask me. Sneakily, Graham Rahal is refusing to go away. He started almost stone-dead last in 20th place. Gains
2: Where did he come from? Gains
1: 14 places, led five laps, and finishes in sixth. Graham Rahal is a pest. He refuses to to, to leave the top ten, no matter where he ends up. Unless he puts it in the wall, Rahal is going to sneak in and get these little solid results as the season goes on. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So, yeah, Graham Rahal in sixth there. Very surprised. Ahead of his teammate Takuma Sato in seventh, Sebastian Bourdais in eighth place, ahead of Ed Jones in ninth. Well done, Charlie Kimball, to sneak into the top ten there. Last man off the lead lap. Um, a lap down, but in the top ten again for Carlin. Good result for them. The draconian hashtag might have to go with the right. He's going, unfortunately. He's now he's now back to serviceable. Serviceable Kimball is back. Yes. Congratulations, Charlie. Don't fuck it up. Um, Spencer Piggott <laughs> in 11th for Red Carpenter ahead of Max Chilton. We mentioned Joseph Newgarden in 13th place after his penalties. Marco Andretti in 14th place, ahead of Gabi Chavez. Zach Veach, 16th again, lost laps after hitting the wall. Uh, claiming the Mello in 17th after his wall contact with Will Power in 18th. Wickens, 19th as mentioned, collected by Ed Carpenter in 20th position. Tony, and again, the two AJ Foyt cars at the back of the field. Tony Canaan in 21st place, and Matt Leist in 22nd. His race lasted a whopping 132 seconds. Not bad for an oval. Right, looking at the IndyCar Championship standings real quick before we get out of here. Scott Dixon, again, extends his lead at the top of the championship now to 23 points over Alex Rossi. Hmm. Uh, Will Power, just, um, after his bad day at the office, slips to third on 321 Ryan hunter Ray is creeping into title contention. He's up into fourth now on 308. Um, ahead of Joseph Newgarden, who sinks to fifth on 289. Graham Rayhall refuses to go away in sixth place on 250. Still have an outside chance of winning the title, if you ask me. Robert Wickens down to seventh on 244. Simon Pagano into the top ten on two twenty-nine. Shout out to King. His Frenchman side by side is in ninth Sebastian Borde on two eighteen. And Marco Andretti still rounds off the top ten on two thirteen. Four points ahead of his best buddy, James Hinchcliffe. IndyCar back in two weeks' time. For the Collar Grand Prix Road America. One of my favourites. I can't wait. That's going to be lit. Um, That's going to be a fun one. And I think that will just about do it. For this early part of the podcast. Um, We kept this one real short. Just 67 minutes or so. That's going to be a fun one for you to edit, Lewis. Uh, Enjoy. But uh, basically you can find us one more time. We're on youtube.com forward slash motorsport101. We're on facebook.com forward slash motorsport101. We're on twitter at motorsport underscore. Uh, 101, and if you'd like to follow us uh, personally, we are at Harrison101HD uh, at Ryan Eric King and at RJ O'Connell you know the drill, um, and if you really really like us, you can back us on Patreon patreon.com forward slash motorsport101, $5 dollars gets you early access to both this show and Bike Live, don't forget Bike Live 60, 62, say 63 I should say, sorry um, is up right now, 64 will be out later this week on World Superbikes in Bruneau, and uh, um, and check back later this week for the second part of this doubleheader taping as we get into Formula E at Zurich, the first motorsport event in Switzerland for 64 years. And of course, everyone's favourite Lucas Degrassi dominated great. Um, more of that and a absolutely massive Le Mans preview for the for the, for this upcoming weekend. The biggest race in the world, depending on which Fernando Alonso you ask. Um, that should be great indeed. Until next time, I've been Andre Harrison, they've been Ryan King and RJ O'Connell, and until next time, thanks for listening. Sayonara.
2: where y'all! Bye! I cannot believe really. You are the world champion!